Okay, good morning, good morning to you. <laughs> I just got off the phone with my daughter. It's a really good conversation. Um, I just was uh, inspired by an Instagram post or, you know, what do they call them, reels? I guess it's called a reel, where this old woman, well, she's old to me. She's in her 50s. She looks like she's in her 50s. Could be in her 60s. Who cares? I really don't care about her age. I'm just illustrating. She had pulled back red hair, pasty white skin, blue eyes. But she looked like a personable person, like a person who'd been through hell and survived. Um, but anyway, that's just an observation. Um, she was postulating how our perception of people would change if we if we viewed people from the perspective that they were probably doing the best they could do with what they had. Basically, that was that was her argument. That um, if you view people with the with the feeling or the thought that they're probably doing the best they can with what they have. Her question, well, it was a question, how would that change things? You know, how would, how would that change things? Well, I would have preferred, huh, excuse me, I would have preferred that she went on and explained how it could change things, but she didn't. Who knows why? I don't know. And these people who do these reels where they have overlay, uh, they have a text overlay telling you what they're saying, I am not there. I don't do reels. I just don't. Um, yeah, that's it's a me thing. I just don't do it. Um, but the thing is, is I responded to it, and I'm going to tell you what my personal belief is. I think most people are doing the best they can with what they have. I really do, and I think most people are. Um, and I think there, there are many factors in a person's life that keeps them from feeling the satisfaction necessary to continue doing that. So I, I think most people who are doing the best they can, uh, yawning during their podcast, I think the people do, who are doing the best they can with what they have, um, don't what happens is they don't get the satisfaction necessary to feel like they're really making a difference. So in other words, they're doing the best they can with what they have, but they don't really feel like it's making a difference in their life or in the life of other people. So they become discouraged and they do less. And even though they're doing less than they did before, they still think they're doing the same amount or they sometimes think they're even doing more because I've had people laying on their couch depressed telling me, Oh, George, I'm just doing everything I can. I'm doing the best I can. I said, you're laying on your freaking couch, pissing and moaning. Because my perspective is, no, you're not. Because you're just freaking laying there. But the truth was, to them, they felt like they were doing everything they could because they felt so oppressed and just pushed down and beaten down. So maybe they were doing the best they could under the circumstances. To me, knowing the person, I thought, no, you're freaking laying on the couch, pissing and moaning, because that's me. I just tell you the truth. Um, and they said, oh, you don't understand. I said, yeah, I, I know, I do understand. You're laying on your couch, pissing and moaning. Oh, I'm just, you know, no, I'm just, I'm this, I'm that, I'm beaten down. I'm just, I'm so exhausted. And I said, okay, then stop talking and rest. 
get your strength back. Um, you know, just I said, open your mind. So, this oh, yawning is atrocious. I said, remove all these thoughts and burdens and just daydream, and you let your body rest. Um, and then when you, when you feel rested, sit up and talk to me. Because that's if you tell me you need a break, take a freaking break. I'm not gonna you know crack whips on you. You need to you need to take a break. You need to rest. You need to do this. You need to go. Whatever it is you need to do, you just tell me. You know I need to do this and that, and and I'll say okay, goodbye. I'll see you later. Because the thing is, the last thing I ever want to do with anybody is hold somebody back. That's not me. My thing is, if I'm talking to you and you say, oh, well, it's, I better go. It's getting later. I have to do it. Say goodbye and go freaking do it. And I had a friend of mine fall asleep. And the we were talking. Uh, it was late at night. And we were talking. And she fell asleep. <sighs> I didn't want to hang up on her. So I woke her up. And I said, look, you're dead tired. Why don't you just go to sleep? We can talk some other time. I said, I feel guilty that you, you know, you're so tired. You're falling asleep when I'm talking to you. Just, but she didn't want to go. Um, she said, no, I'm fine. I just, I'm just really tired. And I, and I said, look, you're very tired. Just go to sleep. Cause I really care about this person. And yes, I love to talk to them crazy about them, all that kind of stuff. But when they're falling asleep during a conversation, because they've been up all day working and stuff, I want them to get rest. We can always talk again. There's not the end of the world that we're saying goodbye. Uh, when we're able to talk again, I'll talk to you again. But for heaven's sakes, get your rest. You fell asleep on the phone. You're tired. And I understand that. Do what you need to do. Now, one of the components in this life, well, let me rephrase, I wouldn't say components. One of the realities of this life that most people I've talked to don't really get it. Some people do. It's amazing. Um, most people don't. Uh, if I ever conquer my yawning, oh, that'll, be, that'll be a red letter day. No. Most people I talk to do not understand. You... It's hard enough feeling satisfied with the things you do for yourself and where your life is going and weaknesses that you have overcome and all that, you know, living life. But there is a reality to life that I think most people do not really understand or face. Shaq is really good about this. You know, the basketball player, he talks about this. And he's right. It's, I mean, of course, it's in the scripture. It's been, it's been discussed countless times. It has been hijacked by men and women of the world and reapplied in a worldly way and worldly ways do not bring the satisfaction of spiritual things. They just don't. Um, this is a spiritual component is part of a worldly exercise or, um, you know, or performance. There we go. It doesn't work. And that is this. If you want to live a better life and be happier and grow as a person, be a better person, you have to be willing to help other people. You have to be willing to care about other people. 
You have to be willing to sacrifice for other people. You have to be willing to trust people, even though people in general, um, you know, are predisposed to lying, being deceitful or using or whatever the case may be, breaking your heart. That's, that's just living life. Everybody gets their heart broken. Everybody gets taken advantage of. Everybody gets lied to. Those are just a coin of the realm of the world, that is. But as individuals, we don't have to be deceivers. We don't have to be users. Um, we don't have to be people who um, take. We don't have to be that type of person. We have the freedom to be a person who's loving and compassionate and understanding and patient. We all have that capacity. We all have that opportunity. That's the beauty of the Constitution as it's written. The Constitution embodies rights that God has given to man so man can have the opportunity to what? Have you read your Constitution recently? The pursuit of life. Well, it says the wording, I'll, I'll paraphrase. The wording is more like the rights are guaranteed for the life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. That's what opportunity is. The right to opportunity is the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Meaning you're free to choose whatever you think is going to make you happy. You get to choose and you get to do it. You might, might have to suffer consequences and you can't control the consequences, but you still have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Constitution guarantees it. And that's a God-given right. Um, so a person doesn't have to be mean-spirited. They can choose to not be. A person doesn't have to be um, any negative thing. A person does not have to be, even though it's a struggle in life to overcome those things and to deal with them. And deal with them in other people is very excruciating. We, as individuals, do not have to be that way. Now, now to be a person who's independent and seeking life, liberty, and pursuing happiness, we also have to be willing to accept that other people um, may be opposed to our the things we're pursuing. And they may think we have too much freedom. They may think we're irresponsible in our choices. There's many things that cause people to think that they know what's better for you than you know for yourself. Um, but the Constitution was not written that way because God holds each individual accountable for their actions. Um, not somebody else's actions. We're all held to the standard of how we used our free agency or free will in this life, according to the conscience that we we had consciences that we're born with, and the influence of the spirit in our life, knowing within ourselves, knowing uh, the difference between truth and error, right and wrong, moral and immoral. And that's what it comes down to. If you truly want, I've said this before, I'll say it again. If you want to live a very full life, you've got to be willing to serve other people. And you have to be willing to serve uh, in a way that does not benefit you. And when I say that, I'm talking about, granted, everybody always feels good um, when they help somebody. Well, maybe not everybody, but most people with good intentions feel good about helping people. That's your reward. Yeah.
That's your reward, knowing that you did something that was right. Um, and I'm not talking about handing homeless people money. I think that's one of the worst things you can do uh, because there's so many resources available to people on the street. I would not be handing money out to anybody. Your family needs your money. You need your money. Um, give to a charity each month. Give give a certain percentage of your money or something, you know, like tithing or tithe your church or maybe make a donation to the Red Cross or some some organization where the majority of the money goes to the cause and not to the administrative uh, arm of that organization. Um, that's what I would suggest. But I would certainly not tell, I would not be handing money out to homeless people. Have I done it? Yeah, I've done it when I felt impressed to do it. I don't do it on a regular basis. I only do it when I get a spiritual impression to do it. And one of the arguments I had with my wife in our marriage is when I gave this man $5 to go to McDonald's. And there was a liquor store right next door, and my wife was mad. She said, you needed to go in and buy him food. He didn't ask for food. He asked for money. This is where my wife and I differed. A man came out to our vehicle. I rolled down the window. And I could tell he was a homeless person, the way he was dressed and acting. He was genuine. So he said, hey, man, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really hungry. Do you have some money? For, do you have any money you can give me? Now, he said hungry. He didn't say I'm hungry for hamburgers or cheeseburgers. He said hungry. I could tell he was hungry for alcohol. I had seen him at the state liquor store standing out front of the door, and then he saw us pulling the McDonald's, and then he came over. So it was obvious to me that he wanted to buy alcohol. Well, if you are an alcoholic, um, you need alcohol. You really do. As a matter of fact, you can die from not having alcohol if you're a, an alcoholic. So when I saw him coming, I knew he really wanted money for liquor or for alcohol. And I felt like he needed it. So I gave him five bucks. That's what I had because my wife and I were going to buy a McDonald's. So anyways, I gave him five dollars. And he immediately left and went right over to the liquor store. So my wife got mad. She said, what did you give him $5 for? You should have just bought him some food. I said, he didn't need food, Nadine. He needed alcohol. I know, but you just gave him money. You just helped him get a drink. And I said, the man needed the alcohol. He needed He was going through withdrawals. I said, he needed the alcohol more than he needed the cheeseburgers. That's why and I said he didn't ask for, for food. He asked for money. But he said he was hungry. I said, yeah, he was hungry for alcohol. I said, I saw him come over from there. So my wife and I have a discussion in the truck. And then I'm, I'm a very realistic person. I said, well, Nadine, I gave him the money and he's gone. He's gone over to the liquor store. There's nothing that can be done about it now. So I said, forget about it. And which irritated my wife because she was right in a way. I should have helped feed him, but because I saw his need was the need for alcohol and not food, I gave him the money. And he asked me for money. And my thing is, is many times people have needs, and they will ask us for the things they have a need from, and many people will decide what they're willing to give. Even though they could, they'll give what they decide to give. So when a person might say, hey, um, I really need your help. Could you loan me 20 bucks? And they'll say, um, no, but, uh, but I'll buy you some gas for your car. 
maybe they don't need gas for their car. Maybe the $20 is for some medication at the pharmacy. Maybe the $20 is because they need food and they don't want to tell you that their refrigerator is empty and they need to buy something to eat to last them the next few days to their page. It doesn't matter what they're not telling you as much as it matters that when somebody comes to you with their need um, and tells you is willing to humble themselves and tell you, I need, you know, I need your help. Can you help me? And you can help them, but you set the conditions on what you're willing to do. It's, it's, you know, it's wrong. Now, if I, I say this, if, if they ask for 20 and you can't give 20, but you can give 10, well, those are conditions that really are beyond your control. So to say to them, I can't give you 20, but I can give you 10. That's not the same as saying, can I borrow $20? And you say, well, I'll put gas in your car. It's not the same. Because the thing is, is that if you could put gas in their car, if you have, if you can put $20 worth of gas in their car, how come you can't give them $20? Yeah, that's the difference. And that's a human nature thing of people wanting to, the thought, because I've had people say that to me. Um, well, you know, so-and-so asked me to help them. And I, I thought, no, I'm not going to do that. I, I'm willing to do this. I'll do this. And if you don't want it, then forget about it. And I said, so a person came to you and told you what their need was, and you could have helped them in their need, but you set the terms for what you were going to do for them. And they said, yeah. And I said, well, you really don't have the right to do that. And they said, I have the right to do anything I want with any money. I said, no, I, I know you have the right to choose. I'm saying that in the moral sense, um, you did not have the right to do that. In other words, you have the right not to help them if that's what you choose to do. But the moral thing is if you could have, but were unwilling to when you could have simply because you know, things had to be on your terms. I said, I think that's an area I don't want to enter into. I don't want to be that kind of a person. Um, because if they're willing to come to you with a need and this is how you handle it, because you want control. I said, that's the whole thing. If you're doing it because you're trying to control the situation, then you're doing it wrong. If you're doing it because you have, you know, constraints, um, upon you that you can't do anything about, like they need 20, but you only have 10 you can give them. Or maybe you have nothing. The most important thing is that if you had it, you would give it. That's the most important thing. Because I think it bothers any per person with a heart to not be able to help somebody uh, when they ask them to help them. I know it does me. It kills me when I could, you know, when someone needs my help and I can't help them. And I usually try to help them find a way to get what they need, maybe through another person or something like that. But, but it does, it's, it's saddening to me because I really do want to make a difference in the person's life. So anyway, let's recap because I'm going to shut this thing down. Most people are doing the best they can with what they have, no matter what we think. Because we really don't know their circumstances, really don't know their struggles, we really don't know the unseen. So if we do approach people from the perspective that they are doing the best they can with what they have, the immediate effect is we'll be less just judgmental of them. 
The second thing is it'll give us a better insight in, in ourselves. And the third thing is, is we'll make changes in our life where we can, we can become more effective in our own lives and in the lives of other people. Okay, that's it. That's all you're going to get. Take care.